0: And welcome back to a bonus episode on Dear Vampire Diaries. Today I have with me a very special new guest to the podcast. Anusha, would you like to introduce yourself? (laughs)
1: Hi, yes I would. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I am also a fan of the Vampire Diaries and I also am a fan of your podcast. I (laughs) haven't really seen a lot of um, discussions around the show Uh, that go into a lot of the sort of social nuances uh, like you guys have I mean we do hear a lot of people speak about sort of summarizing what the show goes into and things like that but I really what I really liked about your podcast is that you guys are able to analyze a lot of the the more sort of finer issues and that's something that really drew me to your podcast and I'm Really excited to be on here. That's and- so kind of you. And I'm
0: really excited to have you because you are interested in that, like having the sort of deeper, more nuanced conversations, as you said. Um And uh, I love that you have a background in international law and human rights work. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I feel like even though I know we're not here to discuss that, I feel like that gives you like a really good foundation to draw from of like thinking about social issues. And I'm just like very, very pleased. All the emails that we like have exchanged. Exchanged.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So many um, very, very sort of detailed emails. Yes. Um, Yes, we have a it lot is. to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it is true that I would agree that I think my background uh, in in law has helped to me sort of be more analytical. And yes. I think it also explains like why, why I'm interested in looking at these issues from a different lens. Yes. And luckily for us, we're both interested in that. So yeah. I think that hopefully our listeners will ha- will get to hear something different. Yes, yes, we do go into aspects of the Vampire Diaries, um, which everyone is familiar with. But we also go into aspects of it that maybe will get people thinking yes. a little more. Because the more that I have watched the show, the more I realize that there are concepts and um you know social issues that didn't strike me the first time that I watched it
0: yeah so, when did you start watching it for the first time do you remember
1: right um I was I think 14 or 15 I was in high school definitely I was in nine we were about grade.
0: the same age when we started watching it yeah so it yes, makes a lot of sense um, that your perspective would have grown and, you know, in in the many years. And I love that you still love it just like Nikki and I do. Oh like, my goodness, <laughs>
1: yes i know so my mom she says that she she says you know that she remembers when i first started to watch it and she's just like i have not she told me that she hasn't really seen me beat this into a show like 10 years down the line and okay so i just essentially revealed how old i am but whatever so <laughs> yeah, same. she was know. like you know this is one of those shows that really has um kind of stuck with me and i've I've watched it a few times over the last few years and the yeah. way that I relate to it has changed, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, but yeah, that was when I start, first started to watch it and I just really took the show for what it was. But yes. I think mm-hmm. now I really look into um, why, why certain things stand out to me and what yeah. things are problematic. And I think at the time... Um, I, I think at the time the whole vampire theme was sort of very popular we had Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> people who right. were reading the books yep. but I think in the like around this time I wouldn't really say that all of these other kind of vampire shows are still as popular but I think during the pandemic, at least for me, uh, I definitely started to rewatch the show. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. So did you, when you rewatch it, do you rewatch all of it? Like how much have you seen? Have you seen every single, I think you have seen everything, (laughs) (laughs) but I just want to confirm. I would
1: say I've watched the entire show maybe twice, like all the seasons, but um, now I'm kind of watching the seasons that I really liked and the specific episodes. Like season two for me has been the at least the I think the writing was the best yeah I yeah. really enjoyed the season I think it, the a lot of really prominent characters came in who went on to have their own spin-off kind of right. series and when I so I introduced my my mom and dad to this show yeah, and my right. partner as well and yes. season two is what I like often show them because I think that it's it's quite interesting and they have gotten into it a little bit yes I love what um, you've told me about your parents being like what what (laughs) like yes yeah (laughs)
0: invested I love that so um when you first watched it did you watch it with friends or were you watching like every week on the CW like alone or like
1: um I, I think I wasn't watching it with friends. I was in university. I oh, was in okay. yeah, um, an yeah. undergrad and I was living away from home. So I was living yeah. on campus. And I had, an, I think, another friend of mine uh, at the time. She was also really into the show. Yeah. Um, and we would watch the show on our own. Um, we would stream it online and then we would discuss it. Yep. But very I would similar. Especially... Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I would especially be drawn to this show when I had a lot of things to be done, like when I had exams, or when I <laughs> yes. had projects, or All like other submissions. The vampire Diaries had... Is more interesting <laughs> than my homework. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So for me, that's um uh you know, this is how I remember watching watching it. And yeah, I did remember you watch my...
0: it in English? Because I know you're originally from India uh yeah but did you
1: I did yes I did watch it in English and I don't think they uh streamed it in other languages I'm not sure I really am not but I, I think... know
0: for sure they streamed it in German because my roommate uh who speaks oh, German wow. she yeah so she grew up watching it with the German voice actors and when she first heard it in English she was like is that what Damon really sounds like <laughs>
1: Oh my god. I cannot imagine Damon in any other voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I would watch this show if Damon had another voice. I know, right?
0: <laughs> yes, no, Summerhalder is perfection. We can all agree on yes.
1: that. Um, yes. Yeah. No, so we, I definitely, I watched it in English, but I think yeah. it started to I started to watch it on Netflix only recently in the last two yeah. years. I don't know when it started to stream on Netflix. In fact, yeah. it's now off Netflix, I think. But... Yes,
0: it's now on, I think, Peacock and HBO Max. But yeah, I wonder. And nobody's
1: sponsoring us for saying this, but anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, pay us. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, so I want to ask what you mentioned Twilight. Um, did, Were you a fan of other vampire media?
1: I did watch Buffy, but yes! not, not consistently. I, yeah. I had a phase. I watched a few episodes. Totally. Um, I read the Twilight series. Mm-hmm. I was not a fan of the the show. Uh, yeah, the, the movies. Movie. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't, I would definitely say that nothing really, um, nothing stood out to me the way that the Vampire Diaries did.
0: You know? I, I really get that. Uh, what do you think it is about this show that stood out to you more than the other IP?
1: Oh my goodness, this is such a, <laughs> such a good question. So I would say that definitely the casting, uh, the thing that obviously drew me to the show was the casting. I just felt like um, everybody who was portraying their character, they really fit the role for sure. Yes. I really liked the way the story develops, especially yes. the first two or three seasons. I think that it's very loaded. Every episode is loaded. There are so many cliffhangers. And for me, the number one thing that I love about this show is the rules that apply to the supernatural world. And Ooh. they're pretty consistent for the first two or three seasons. I mean, I have to say, as the show progressed, they ended up, the writers, obviously, like, you know, they made a the few exceptions.
0: Is maybe rules. a little bit, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but the first three seasons, like, they're sort of um introducing these rules to the to the viewers right like what can yes. vampires do what can they say what can they not do what can they eat and what, what you know like and how do these supernatural sort of characters interact in this um, in Mystic Falls so for me uh, i think the rules definitely stood out and that's also again one of the things that i discuss with my mom because she's yeah. like what keeps you um, returning yeah this- that yeah there are a few there are very few shows like I love the high fantasy genre in general but I I just felt like this show did a really good job with tying up um you know issues so they never left anything up in the air like as a viewer you will remember a conversation that a few characters had a few episodes ago but then they tie it up later on so it makes sense I mean without giving away too much we'll probably get into it when we're talking about an episode but yeah
0: yeah
1: like. Um, just, just the idea that, you know, there are these sort of chemicals that are toxic to certain, uh, to certain species, supernatural species, and then they use that rule across the show Mm. to develop the storyline.
0: Yeah. Almost like kryptonite to their like superpower stuff. They've they've all got that weakness. Yeah. I want to ask you to, to zoom out about that. Um, do you have... I know this is kind of a big question and we are going to get into the minutia of like the show, but to zoom out, what do you think about like vampires, especially because I mean, we've talked about the craze, but if you had to say why we're so obsessed with vampires, like, what is that to us as a culture? Do you know what I mean? Like, why does it have such a place in the zeitgeist? Do you think?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh yeah. <laughs> there's so many. Yeah, no, there so there's two aspects to this. I think one is the more kind of general what draws us to this genre. And the second is what is it about this show and the way that it portrays it? Yeah. So well, I think that there's there is an element of sort of mystery and mm. um, you know it's historic at least in this show right there yes. there are so many aspects of this story that are that go back hundreds of years and there's something interesting about sort of relating that time yeah. um in 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 history to now i i definitely find that interesting and with the vampire diaries itself um maybe this is okay so this is my opinion but for me the thing that I find it interesting is that all of these sort of supernatural creatures who can literally have their way in life you know have whatever job they want compel people to do whatever they want they still have relatively human predicaments you know what it's like to be in love what does it feel like when somebody you love is not reciprocating what does it feel like to be interested in like different yeah. people you know, and, it's almost it's like a love story on steroids <laughs> yeah exactly so they're kind of going through that that um these sort of stages of human in human life but then they're obviously not uh, not a lot of them are human and yeah. I th- think that Uh, this is also a running theme throughout the show. I feel like a lot of the supernatural creatures, there is a bit of romanticization of humanity and Mm. what it feels like, what it means to be human and family and connection. So Mm. for me, that really kind of, Um, I I like to see that I like to see these characters who are otherwise capable of doing such terrible things right just to stay grounded and come back to love and family I love that especially the story between the two brothers you know at the end of the day it really comes back to that so I think I love that
0: answer. It almost reminds me, and I wonder what you think of this, of, like, the way that mythology plays out, like, when we have stories mm-hmm. about, like, ancient gods and goddesses, or, you know, whatever that is, like, it, throughout cultures, all cultures seem to have these, like, larger than life, very powerful uh, personalities that we talk about, whether it's, you know, yes. Zeus, or, you know, Krishna, or, like, we have all these different, like, big personalities that have... um they have, very, they have a lot of power, but they also have, as you said, very human predicaments. And because they're eternal, there's this sense that we can always go back to connect to them and even bring them and update them to now. Um, and we can time travel with them and that's you're right that's very powerful and I wonder what it is about that do you think we can learn anything from vampires not that everything has to be an allegory but very often those kinds of stories have some kind of meaningful message or something they lend to us and I wonder what your take is on that
1: yes oh my god I also have to say that you ask excellent questions oh thank you (laughs) Well, uh, you're getting... really
0: intelligent, so it's very <laughs>
1: fun to like talk to you about
0: it. I'm like nerding out right now. I've literally gotten chills as we've been talking about this. I'm like, yes, Anusha, yes. <laughs>
1: um, but thank you. But getting into the question itself, I think what we can learn from this show is definitely um, how like how kind of you can draw from your sort of community of friends and family Uh, in times of despair right because this show is essentially after the first three or four episodes this show is like a series of unfortunate events (laughs) it's like there's like one villain you mean all the sadness
0: and suffering isn't gone after episode one that bonnie predicted
1: exactly (laughs) so bonnie's like oh i feel like so there's this comet episode right there's the comet coming in and that's So Bonnie's grandmother's like, oh, the last time we had this comet, there was like old <laughs> sorrow and like, you know, <laughs> difficulties that came on and everyone's like, oh, this is Mystic Falls. Nothing ever bad happens here. And then there's just like this whole kind of new life that the city takes on. Totally. So, but the one thing that I would say that stood out is that the, the families kind of became closer than before, right? So just imagine like, Stefan coming into this, this town just to know who the the lead protagonist is, right? And then he essentially becomes a part of her life. And no matter like how many difficulties the people faced, they yeah. never let go of one another. Right? They just became closer as friends. Yeah. Some of them. I like how um they're quite open and honest with their family members and yes, it's nice. But apart from that, I did learn. You know, like about, uh, there's an aspect of the, the history of the Vikings, I think in season three yeah. or season four. Of course, a lot of it is exaggerated and some of it is fiction, yeah. but it's rooted in in history. So that was really yeah. interesting. Yeah. And I think you and I have discussed this in our sort of initial calls, which is the the yeah. history of the Confederacy in the U.S. That's right. The, the dark past of the, yes. know, the Southern and that they
0: choose the show specifically chooses these years to go back to that have a historical Mm -hmm. backdrop that they don't always pull from in uh in i don't know in in a holistic way i guess
1: exactly yeah. yeah yes definitely especially with the um what is it? Uh, the Lockwood family estate, right? Yes. They have. A, yes, we talked a lot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So where the the transition, the werewolf transition, has taken place, and yes. they, essentially that used to be kind of a cellar for the slaves uh, in the Lockwood family. So I think that yeah. there are a lot of historical references, and there's the show is also quite close like uh, many scenes were shot in New, in, in New Orleans I think and that is yes. a really an, a fantastic city for to yeah. shoot something like this so when I visited I actually went to this store called Boutique to Vampire and nice. turns out, this shop this store was actually the official um, seller of the journals that Stefan would write in
0: oh my god yes. now they that you, supplied now me that you have told me this I know where all of my money is going <laughs> yeah we, need, we so
1: you, should, you should look sponsor us it yeah also guys this is not
0: sponsored but yeah. maybe one day <laughs> journal sponsored by Stefan salvatore's journal
1: oh uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> amazing well um can uh can i ask you about your polls that you do on instagram see i'm like i'm sort of a grandmother like even though i'm like still a millennial but like I, we're supposed to be good with technology, but I'm not. Um, so I don't know anything. Like I've never made a story on Instagram. I'm terrible about it. Those of you that follow us on the socials will know that I don't keep up with it. And uh, Anusha is, um, I would say, more normal to our generation and is able to actually <laughs> like do stuff on Instagram. <laughs> do you want to talk about the polls that you've done?
1: Yes, I would. And I also wanted to say that I feel like you guys just started the Dear Vampire Diaries kind of Instagram page. So I have no doubt that you will pick it up. But I don't, I started... don't overestimate me. <laughs> but I started the polls because um, me and a couple of my friends who also liked the show that we often ended up discussing like a couple of Things that stood out to us, right? Like about Damon and for example, like what is it about him that makes so many women desire him, even though he's done such bad things? And yes. so I started to put out these polls because I knew a lot of people watched the show, and that yes. they would be in that conversation, but it wouldn't really um, come out on its own. So I said, okay, why not? Like I'm a, I, I share like a couple of these reels where, with very. Um, interesting scenes and then I ask them a picture and I ask them a a question based on that scene and I give them a little bit of an explanation. So the poll what it does is it kind of ties in the show with maybe like um, some kind of a personal or a social kind of question or it makes you wonder if this is how you would think about it in real life or is this only applicable to the show itself.
0: Do you have an example of a poll that does it that is pre-mid season two?
1: Um, I've had a few polls about this, and it's about like as you, as we were discussing previously. It's about the bad boy trope, and I think the Vampire Diaries does this really well. Um, They bring in a lot of uh, male villains, and I feel like the bad boy trope, like it app- applies more to the the male villains. Like we don't really see yes. likable female villains, but we'll get That's into that. That's very
0: true, and we should definitely yeah. do a whole segment on that. Mm. Yes,
1: so. <laughs> what is it about characters like Damon and, you know, other sort of um, antagonists that yeah. they're capable of doing really bad things, but then they still um, attract a really big fan base. Yes. So I, the recent, recently I, I asked a poll, like the poll said, is there like a direct correlation between um, a person being conventionally attractive, like a male antagonist versus a, his likability right like is it that the more attractive someone is like the like the more likable he is and even if he does bad things and 70% of the people who answered the poll they answered yes there is a direct correlation between Mm. us finding someone attractive and us sort of forgiving them for doing terrible things and
0: there have been actual studies based on that too that have shown similar things and that it differs depending on like who is forgiving and who is being forgiven and what Mm -hmm. their gender is so women are for example maybe less likely to forgive attractive women but right. more likely to forgive an attractive male. And of course, I guess there's a question of like, are they only interviewing straight people for these for, for these things? Yeah. But, no, yeah.
1: Yeah. no, but what you were saying about the sort of the gender aspect of this, right? Like if, yeah. if you look through the show and the reviews and like what the, the fandom has to say,
0: yes. um,
1: I think Catherine's fan base, they're essentially like these. Um, you know sort of very outspoken yes uh, relatively liberal kind of women very true Uh, whereas the majority of people who watch it they kind of characterize Catherine as this somewhat manipulative person uh, who has really no redeeming qualities at all but then you see these other male antagonists who have done equally if not worse things and they're just I, I would say, yeah, like they're, they're idolized really of the people that have driven the show to its success, right? That is really, um, it's, it's not an exaggeration. Yeah. So I think there is something to be said about um, you know these kind of attractive uh, male actors that they've cast for the roles of like these sort of vil- villain roles, and yes. they've obviously brought these characters to life, and they did a fantastic job at that. Yes. another reason why I love the show, I think. Yeah, um, the acting absolutely,
0: is- it's phenomenal. Really. But what you're touching on is so um, prevalent. I mean, for a long time in sort of uh, the sort of the screenwriting realm, we talked about like why are there Walter White's and Don Draper's Damon Salvatore's and yet we don't have that many examples I mean maybe maybe it's getting better like more recently with like more well rounded uh female roles but it is interesting how and throughout history I think this is a thing where women are asked to only be caring and it's like if you are nurturing and good and predictable and loyal that you are a good person and therefore a good object almost. Exactly. And then if you do anything that's outside of that or for self-preservation as Catherine Pierce often does or strategically or gaming things out in any way that may be considered a Slytherin quality, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like people yeah. are, you know, especially women are then considered bad objects and it's, it's, a very, it's, it's very split and men are allowed to walk that line a lot more. And uh, there there was a study done, I sort of did a cursory Google when we were exchanging emails about this. Um, I found a study that specifically looked at how attractive someone is when they're being forgiven and how bad the thing is that they did. And they did yeah. find that people do respond, um, uh, specifically women are more forgiving of men than men are forgiving of women in this one study. I, I don't know if, you know, that's not to say that that's a blanket thing. But it was interesting that um, even men who were less attractive, uh, women were more willing to forgive them, uh, and and that women were even less forgiving of other women when they had done bad things.
1: So right.
0: it's fascinating um, that you know we're sort of asked to maintain these uh, sort of like almost role model type things and so I try to champion a lot of the more complex women like Isabel you know you and I will talk yes. about that again when she comes back in um, yes and Catherine and uh even like Pearl and Anna you know from season yes. one like they're um they're fascinating and they're portrayed so well by all of these actors as you said and yet Pearl especially yes level. yeah 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 she she's has- a leader
1: she is she's a leader she's a friend she was a young mother she and she was loyal in all of these roles and then in the end she yeah anyway but um, no you're right I think that a lot of the men the male characters they tend to be defined by one or two characteristics for example Stefan might be um, I don't know Stefan might be identified (laughs) by someone who's a brooding kind of Guy yeah. who is overcome by, like, who's overwhelmed by his guilt. Right. Whereas Damon might be identified as someone who is. Uh, sort of rebellious and doesn't really care what people think about him whereas when you look at the women they're defined by a lot of things they're defined by the 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 challenges that they had to overcome they're defined by raising their families they're defined also by the fact that they're vampires and they have instincts and urges so women often portray very complex and multi-dimensional characters whereas the men are just like they have like two things to offer
0: absolutely
1: (laughs) two things I love
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, but definitely, that definitely, that's really interesting. And that's a good example of, um, I'm excited to start a segment with you where we delve in um, episode by episode on a theme or a character or uh, just to get your thoughts. And um, I'm going to pitch you this title. I haven't pitched it to you yet. And so I'm catching it recorded. You can hate it. You can totally hate it. Just let me know.
1: Yeah.
0: Going through the minutia with Anusha.
1: I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's interior. nice. I really you don't like have it. to say yeah. that. No, <laughs> so it's just York funny driving. because my initial is M, so it's like M Anusha. Yes.
0: I... Oh my gosh. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Yes, Anusha M. Anusha. I love it. Oh my god. Yeah. No, that's really nice.
1: I like it. I definitely like yeah. it. And okay, it has cool. a ring. So we it's... don't have to use that if you change your mind. We could... <laughs> yes, but. Like preliminary thoughts, I think it can work. Okay, cool, I think it's awesome. To give it you don't advice, hate it, but yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: okay. Well, this has been amazing. Um, I I'm so excited to have more conversations with you like this, where we get into the uh, the big stuff that is actually, you know. I mean, we'll call it minutia, but it's, you know, it's really the big stuff. And I love that you're willing to have these big conversations with me. Thank you for being fearless and bringing your voice to our podcast. We really appreciate you, Anusha.
1: No, thank you for having me on. And I am so happy that I, that we have been in touch and have become friends and that Same. we're able to do this together. Yeah, And I hope that more people, um, you know, watch the Vampire And think about these things and not just look at it as some kind of a teen vampire drama slash romance, which maybe it can also be It can be that,
0: but but it can also, as you said, we watch it with like our brains turned on. And so if you would like to write into us um, at DearVampDiaries at gmail.com. Uh, you know at some point maybe if we have some some interesting things to read Anusha and I will talk about uh, your letters or your thoughts on these things um, and
1: absolutely that
0: would be really cool yeah um, and
1: hopefully in the next episode we can talk a little bit more about the specific polls as well and then we yeah. can kind of tell our listeners where they can you know these polls as well
0: love that um, thank you for yeah, doing this nice i love that you're a passionate nerd like me you're fantastic thank
1: you for doing uh-huh. this <laughs> thank you <laughs>